This message is being broadcast by the Department of Defense of the Republic. They're going crazy of the coronavirus. <laughs> hello, hello, hello to all of Uncle Tickle's little sickos out there. You are listening to New Dad's Emergency Parenting Through a Pandemic episode, Corona Edition. We have two fan favorites on the show today, Michael Flynn and Adam Jenrick from our Screen Time episode, here to answer all of our Corona-related questions. This is something that I think is just consuming everyone right now, so it's hard to escape doing an episode on it. Trying to keep it pretty short, and I think uh, the biggest takeaway outside of this being a very serious thing is, is just how fast the news cycle is moving. We recorded this Thursday the 12th, here as I sit on Friday the 13th, you know, some of the information that we talk about is already out of date. Uh, schools have now been closed here in Illinois. They hadn't been as of Thursday of the recording. Uh, we now have a national emergency declared by President Trump. And it seems and feels like, you know, every day there's going to be another shoe dropping or, or another development in this story. We certainly hope that um, the measures that, that we're taking help curb some of this but um you know it's a serious thing and it's scary and and that's why we're doing it to talk about it and hopefully ease ease some of the fears um so i will get to mike and adam but before we do prom cause take us away episode how to parent through a pandemic we have uh two medical experts on the show today we have michael flynn and adam jenrick returning to talk uh about all their expertise in the area of coronavirus and parenting through pandemics these guys i think you'll you'll find more than qualified um, to do this. Now, I wanted to have you guys on the show because, you, you know, both of you have, uh, uh, you know, two older children um, in Mikey and Jack's that I think are of the age where you have to actually talk to them about this. So, you know, the, I think the most important question is what exactly are you telling your kids about coronavirus? Uh, and I'll start with you, Mike. Mike, you're in Shoreline, Washington. You're basically ground zero for uh, the coronavirus here in the United States. Yeah, man. So it's uh, it's been interesting, uh, definitely the last couple weeks in terms of, I don't know, just how quickly and how big it got and how the kind of hysteria and just like all sorts of misinformation have been around it. But it definitely started getting serious about having to talk with him when so some of his social events started getting canceled and then one school got canceled and they originally split it for 14 days. And then now they've extended that out to what April twenty fourth. We're talking of six weeks. And, and so they, they just they just announced that today, right? Today, 
today. So the, the governor announced that the three counties, uh, it's like the homeless king, and I can't remember that one off the top of my head, uh, but I live in King County. It has to basically cancel, what, K-12 to 4-24. That is insane. So, I so yeah, so, so what are you telling Mikey about it? Definitely been telling him that there's something going on that is causing, you know, illness. I don't know how serious it is, but I still have to explain to him that, you know, that it is creating a serious um, impact on basically the uh, the town and school and the community. So I think that as it's grown over the last couple of weeks, the conversations have changed because I don't know, maybe, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just gotten so weird that I didn't think it was serious and then it became a little bit more serious and now I feel like maybe it is serious. I don't know. Jenrick, what are you saying to Jax? Is he asking questions? Is he aware of it? Is it something on his radar? Uh, Jax actually, similar in age, um, he's definitely asking questions. Jackson has kind of a more a hyper awareness to stuff like this um, versus other kids, I think, his age. So uh, I know he actually had a conversation with Joanna today after school because they're starting to prep him at school for potential closures and uh, what even additional things like you know washing your hands could look like. So, of course, that starts spinning the wheels in his head about what does this mean and we're doing our best to not necessarily have the news on or to be scrolling in our phones and talking back and forth about it constantly. Um, but like Mike said, at first it's kind of like, this is, is this serious? It's starting to feel serious. And now it's like, it's serious by just the fact that your neighbors are taking it serious. There's only like so much you can do about it. So um, one of the cool, one of the better things though, and I think both of you've probably seen this is that the stats for young kids are actually pretty promising. And I haven't seen any variation from that. So, you know, yeah. kids under under 15, under 19, definitely under 10, which all of our kids fall into. It seems like they're being, they're generally untouched by this. So that's something that we can promote to them. Obviously with the kind of the caveat that we don't know what's gonna happen in the future, but um, that's again, promising. No, totally. And I think just uh, it, I think what's crazy about the, the whole thing in general is if you just look at the text I sent you guys about doing this episode, I think on Sunday. And at that point, it was something that I thought was going to be topical. You know, it was, it certainly was topical, but you know, we hadn't seen things like, you know, the NBA suspending its season. I, I think at that point where they were talking about potentially playing with no fans, but this idea of them playing, you know, or suspending the season, now you have the NHL following suit, NCAA is playing games without, without fans. Uh, the Masters is in question. I mean, you know, it's it was crazy how fast every single day it seemed like there was something else coming out and something else happening. Um, you know, so the it, and then you know, leading up to Trump talking last night, and you know, Flynn, you sending me these the, the text about your school being canceled till the twenty fourth. So uh, you know, it's it's been a really surreal thing to watch, and uh, you, you know, one of the things is we've all been impacted directly in our lives already in this like early stage, which is also scary uh, because, you, you know, from my standpoint, it, you know, this is also very surreal because I'm on this uh, paternity slash FMLA leave. Well, it's really FMLA. So I'm not in my place of work and my industry has been hit as hard as just any with this. We've had, I know our company's had some of, some of our biggest, if not our biggest conferences canceled. Um, some are rescheduling to later in the year, but, um, you know, so I can't imagine what the temperature is like in that office right now and, and how hectic it is. Um, you know, Flynn, we talked about you already, you know, your, your kids have school canceled. You guys are both working parents. You guys are 
kind of stuck trying to figure out how to how to make all that work. And, and you know, everyone's really being affected economically. But, you know, one of the restaurant industry is one of the ones I hear that's being, you know, affected most. So I would have, I would assume, Jenner, that's something you're also feeling a little bit. Is, have you started to see that Minnesota, the, the impact there? It's weird. And we're, we're, we're almost like waiting every single day to like open up the sales report, what it's going to show you. And I don't know if it's a product of being in the quick serve restaurants or the fast food side of things that's um, maybe we're actually going to either benefit from it a little bit or not see as big of an impact from it. Because when you're talking about places, people are congregating, you know, going to a, a busy restaurant where you're in close quarters, I think the full service places are going to feel it more. And if anything, as people still are slightly comfortable going out, my restaurant concept might be one that actually doesn't get hit as bad from it. And it feels like that's kind of where we're at. Like even last week, like you just said, you know, Sunday you sent out the text and, you know, all of a sudden Thursday, five days later, we're, it, it's exponentially different. And last week we had one of the biggest sales weeks of the, of uh, the last two years. So it came out of nowhere and I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's definitely uncharted territory. Um, but we like, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on it, but my company, I mean, we're probably having three massive calls a day with like crazy updates to how we're changing this or how we're approaching this. And I have another one on the, in the morning already at 1030 that it's kind of up in the air as to what they're going to tell us. Clint, I think you hit on this, which is a struggle I pretty much everyone is having. And this is whether you have a kid or not. But, uh, are, you know, are we overreacting? Are we underreacting? Is this a proper reaction? You know, uh, it actually I'll, I'll just kick it to you, to, to, to you Mike. Would what do you think, you know, and, and maybe your your stance on this is going to be a little bit, uh, you know, insightful for us all. So, like I said, in the beginning, when they first started talking about it, like even like a month ago, when they first said that there was a, a guy like in Kent that had it, it was like one person. Um, it was like, oh, you know, you hear about it in um, China, and then it was like, oh, there's no person here, like no big deal. And then it, it increasingly just like, I don't know. It's kind of spiral. We just start hearing from things like Archbed, that's a billion dollar advertising segment for, you know, the NCAA. I don't know. So if they're willing to afford a billion. Then it must be pretty fucking real. Yeah. That is scary. And, and Jenner, I know you're kind of on the side of, you know, uh, feeling like it's a little bit of an overreaction. So, it, you know, is that is that an accurate portrayal of your feelings? Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to, that email to come tomorrow. It feels like we're close, but uh, I, I still think so. I, uh, of course, like some of the news reporting I see is like the comparison of the, the swine flu H1N1. And that was about 10 years ago. And I, in my head, I'm like 10 years ago, I'm like, I was in my late twenties. I'm like somewhat a responsible adult at that point, And I can't even remember it. Like I can't remember news reports. I can't remember any statistics. I can't remember worrying about going anywhere. And totally. so, and then you, you see the stats on it and you're like this many infected, this many hospitalized, this many died. And I'm like, maybe this is going to get to that point and worse, but it's, it just feels, what, what is it? Social media? Is it just irresponsible media? I have no idea, but it just feels like this is taking a different line than something like that, that could possibly, when we look back on it five years from now and compare the two, you're like, wow, did, did we overreact to that? Selling off the entire market, going to 
friggin' Costco and buying everything, you know, thousands of toilet paper, all that type of stuff. So I don't know. We're being precautious. Like we're doing all the things we're supposed to do. Like, uh, you know, we're being careful, but I, I, maybe I'd be in a different boat if I was in Flynn's shoes and I was in, in and amongst, you know, ground zero. Well, well, and that's what I'm saying. I will say this. I will say this. Um, I'm, just, I'm looking back at the little quality investment it was to get a bidet um, a few years ago because you just completely bypassed all the toilet paper craze. I, no, that, that was a real conversation that Lita and I had today, which was, uh, and, and, and she put it this way to me, which I never thought of it this way, and that it's got, it totally changed my mind because I've, I've never grew up with a bidet clearly at the Pappas house. <laughs> we didn't have them. Um, my interactions with them have been limited. But the point was, if you got some poop on your arm, would you just wipe it off with a piece of paper? <laughs> no, yeah. you wouldn't. You would wash. You would wash it off. So what I'm saying is, let's. Why you got poop on your arm, dude? I got a fucking. I got one of these yeah. right here, dude. I get poop on my arm. Yeah, well, I get I get poop all over, dude. I, 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 I need to know more about where that poop came from before we can really solve that problem. Yeah, it's well, it's this little fucker, um, and. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you're going to wash it off. So let's start treating our buttholes better and let's really, you know, let's really treat them and, uh, and give them, give them the washing they, they deserve. Totally new podcast. Total new podcast. Appreciate your butthole, um, hosted by uncle tickles still, but, um, <laughs> and really we're going to have the same guests on. It's just a lot of different topics. Um, but no, I, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, Lita woke up this morning. I feel like she went to bed uh, a pretty level-headed person about coronavirus and woke up completely concerned. And, you know, it, it seemed like it, it was... That's how the coronavirus works. It's a side effect. Yeah, dude. I guess so. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, I, I guess, you know, just being totally honest, and, you know, I, we were talking about this a little bit offline. Uh, essentially, the big risk for me is... You know, like in, in, you know, me and Jenner both have parents who are who are probably higher risk, you know, because of their age and both health concerns and complications. Um, so it's not like I'm totally removed from this, right? Like I understand that the real danger isn't me getting coronavirus, right? Because if if I get coronavirus, the odds are that you know I'm going to ride it out and be just fine, uh, and as we, and I'm not worried about my kids getting it. It would, it would be me passing it on to my you know someone I really cared about, and then then being compromised by it or unknowingly to like a stranger at the supermarket or some shit like that. Right. Like that, that, that would be my concern and it's kind of being guilty. So part of me feels like, you know, and I know they used to do this back in the day where they would have like chicken pox parties or chicken pox parties where, you just know, get like, it all. Yeah. They're like, just, let's get it over with. Let's get it done in a controlled environment. Like I kind of like, let, like, let me go get some Corona. Right. Like, let me, I, I'm on FMLA leave anyway. So let me lay up. I'll play some video games. You know, I'll give it to my kids. We'll work up an immunity. This guy, um, and, and I know it's a really popular interview that's going around. His name's Michael Osterholm, and he's uh, an infectious disease expert. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Um, he was basically saying that once you've gotten it and you've recovered, you're no longer able to transmit it to other people. So it's like, it seems to me like, let's get some of these Corona parties going. Let's get it out of our systems. Let's make sure we're not transmitting it. Let's do it at a time when we can stay at home and then just stop worrying about it. And, and that's how he said it's actually going to peter out as enough people will get it and then get their, have their immunity and then not be transmitting it. That that's how it eventually goes away in six months is it, it, it'll, it'll get a little worse before it gets better. But and that's the other bit, the conversations I'm hearing people have, including 
me and Joanna, for that matter, it's like, obviously you can't trust necessarily what's coming out of China, meaning like how long has it actually been here? And it's both of us have had these moments where like, did we already have it? Like, I remember having a scratchy throat, like totally, you know, yeah. the symptoms, you're like, did I have I'll this go, already? I'll go, I'll and it, yeah. <laughs> and there's no way to, we actually looked it up. There's no way to test if you've had it, if you're not symptomatic or whatever you want to call it anymore. So it's like, I don't know, you're, you're throwing darts at a very, very tiny dartboard and wondering these things at times. You understand how, how the, it, it works, right? Cause when it, when it enters your body, um, it disguises itself as a protein. So if your body's protein deficient, which, you know, most older underlying health conditions may be, it sneaks into your body like a Trojan horse. So that's why kids that have high protein levels, same with, I'm not, I'm being serious, same with adults, you don't, uh, you're not as susceptible to it. So it's one of the things that I really wanted to get out of this podcast, which is, I know it seems like the sky's falling, right, at times, and this will, you know, I'm not, this isn't to say this isn't bad, but this could have been a hundred times worse, right? This is a disease where the death rate is pretty low, you know, if you're under the age of 60, and, you know, as we've all talked about already and touched on, it's one that doesn't really target kids miraculously, Um, and it's one that uh, a lot of people can kind of ride out if they can simply identify it and, you know, quarantine themselves. Uh, the, the shitty part is how, you know, infectious you are for how many days before you're exhibiting symptoms. Um, right. You know, and, you know, so most pe- people are going to be okay. I think if we exhibit, you know, some uh, carefulness with, you know, the the people in our lives who we know are going to be more susceptible to it. And, you know, those... I mean, the funny thing is, too, it's like, the biggest thing to say is it's like, just wash your hands. Like, just don't be a nasty person. Basically, yeah. like, you feel good, don't go out. Like, the things that they ask you to do are, like, so simple that we have, like, such a hard time following those. I don't know. Well, That's yeah. what I think is what's the insane part. It, well, and, and don't be an asshole and, and go hoard a bunch of shit. You know, we don't need it. The, it. And I think really the scary thing about this isn't any, you know, for me, it's not the actual disease, you know, and we've talked in text. Perhaps the scariest thing is the economic impact. But, uh, you know, the, the scariest thing other than that is what if this was something that was legit, you know, and, and I, it, we just seem so ill prepared for it, both our health, our healthcare system and, um, you know, the way that the, the media communicates things. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if there's too much government interference or not enough, you know, and, and if it's not the government, uh, these World Health Organizations, like who... Uh, you know, are they the ones that should be running point? And yeah, I don't know, but I think, uh, you know, this will make us re kind of look at things and, and that's a good thing. And I think, you know, if, if this is a practice run for something bigger and more serious, then uh, perhaps we'll be better prepared for when that happens. And if that's the case, then, uh, you know, that's a silver lining in this whole thing as well. Um, I would say, though, that if it spread here as quickly as it did, I would probably be prepared by you guys for them to start closing schools and, yeah. you know, all the public recreation events and social stuff that they do. They're trickling, through, they're trickling through that stuff already, almost like at a more rapid pace than what happened by you, just because it's they, they view it as inevitable. And along yeah. the lines of what you, what you said, Tommy, I think, I don't know if other people would argue against this, but I don't know how you could to me, like one of the biggest takeaways is like our dependence on getting shit from China, like, oh my God, like at this point, it's like, if we have to have something better in place to have more uh, rapid availability to things of, of extreme importance. And I don't know how that happens. I don't know how quickly it happens, but you know, for us not to be able to get medicine because 
you know, we're dependent on China is kind of ridiculous. Well, and and that's something in that interview with that Michael Osterholm that they that he talks about specifically. Um, and he was one of the people before Hurricane Maria that was talking about uh, there's a, a a manufacturing plant in Puerto Rico that makes the IV bags. And when Maria went through, there was this shortage worldwide. And he was writing about that five years before it happened, saying, hey, this is, you know, it's kind of an eggs and all, all, all of our eggs in one basket type deal. And how silly is it in this day and age? Um, and as far as like the, the comparison he made for medicine, he's like, would the U.S. Army buy munitions yeah. from China? And it's like, no, they wouldn't. That's fucking a lunacy. But that's kind of what we're doing with medicine. And it is crazy. Um, I, I agree 100 percent. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys is with with this whole thing happening, one of the things that's now become pretty in vogue that's driving me crazy are these elbow bumps. Have you guys seen these? <laughs> Do you know what I'm no, talking about? Yeah. I, I, we've done that. I, I've taken on a different, uh, we do different approaches out here. Oh, uh, see, we do, we do, we do hip bumps. <laughs> oh, you do hip thrusts? See? Yeah, I want to keep, I mean, I want to keep uh, my arms back because you don't want to touch. Well, yeah, and it's here. a respiratory thing, so you want your face and mouth. And face. Yeah. So yeah. It's like. Most appropriate area to touch is up front. Yeah. <laughs> Limbo. <laughs> Limbo. Generic, have you worked in any uh, auxiliary methods of saying hello besides an elbow bump? Um, oddly enough, and kind of uh, sadly enough, that's that's actually pretty common across the restaurant industry, just because the amount of hygiene, uh, you know, hygiene, conscientious, all that type of stuff. So whether it's forearm clashes or elbow bumps, like uh, it's it was already there, so it's not like we're really changing our approach. Even if you kind of look at it as like, look at those freaks. <laughs> yeah, but I've worked in your Texas Roadhouses, and I know you implement the the the, the hip bump thrust bump yeah. as well too. So yeah. uh, especially yeah. on Mother and Father's Day. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. So like, what we've been doing in our house is we just uh, we'll kind of lay back on the couch and we just touch toes, our big toes, just Got kind of. Giant big toes. Touching. Yeah, yeah. I mine spoon my big toes spoons Lita's entire foot, and it just <laughs> we just do that. It's kind of like a form of soaking, if you if you will. Like I'll let her one of her toes go between my the crevice of my toes and just sit in there for a little bit. Um, but that's how we've kind of. Yeah, it's super sensual. It's really I I I shouldn't it's even symbi- be revealed. It's symbiotic. I'm sure there's I mean, there's probably listeners who have just orgasmed um, just listening to it, actually. Well, guys, I appreciate you joining me kind of last minute to, to do this. Uh, will, will you guys stay safe? Flynn, you especially, you and your kids, uh, you know, do what you have to do. Um, do you have anything to say to Uncle Tickle's little children out there before you leave? <laughs> yes, wash your hands. Uh, stay safe. Keep listening to uh, uh, the New Guy podcast. Awesome. Jenner, any uh, last imparting words for wisdom? Ditto. 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 And Ditto. solo. Yeah, and solo. Me and solo, uh, thank you for listening to this emergency episode of New Dad, How to Parent Through a Pandemic. We have uh, two of the brightest minds in the parenting world here, um, keeping their children safe and alive. Flynn's in the middle of it. And uh, no Corona in the Flint household, so he's doing a good job fighting those viruses away. So thank you for listening. Tune in for next week's episode. And as always, Uncle Tickles loves you. Bye-bye.